You're listening to The 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. And I suppose technically this is slightly beyond the 12 days of Christmas, but we're including Epiphany this year in this celebration. We want uh, to observe Epiphany. And while it's, I don't think it's technically one no. of the 12 days of Christmas, but uh, we're still sharing the, the hymns during this season as well. And excited to look at a great Epiphany hymn. Joining us mm-hmm. today, the Reverend Dr. James Marriott, Director of Music Arts at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Dr. Marriott, thank you so much for joining us for the special time, 12 Days of Christmas on KFUO. It is always fun to be here and uh, love spending time with you guys. So thanks for the opportunity. Well, we are privileged to have some time to to talk with you. And I think if I if my notes are correct, this is the first time that we've gotten a chance to talk with you since uh, officially becoming the Reverend Dr. James That's Marriott. Mm. That's that right. right. Yeah, I, I finished uh, the program at the seminary and was uh, ordained in August at our opening service and really feel honored to have gone through the whole the process and the, the program and uh, now have the opportunity to kind of serve at the seminary and the St. Louis community as well um, as a pastor and uh, helping out uh, a church as a little pastoral assistant too. So um, it's fun to be able to serve and to, to use the gifts that I have for God's glory and uh, really thankful for my studies at the seminary. I really enjoyed interacting with the students and our faculty are just top notch. So learning at their feet was really a privilege and I loved every minute of it. Well, thanks be to God and congratulations. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. So our hymn today, The Star Proclaims. If you're using Lutheran Service Book, it's number 399, 399. What do we know? What do you know about this hymn? Who wrote this hymn? Yeah, actually, um, the story behind this hymn is really fascinating. Uh, it's probably one of the oldest texts in the hymnal. It's written in the 5th century by a guy named Sedulius and... Uh, so, and it was translated uh, by Luther. And then uh, finally, in our hymnal, we have it by uh, John Mason Neal as part of the Oxford movement. So, it's been part of the Christian church and part of Christian hymnody for a long time. And it was written back in the fifth century um, as part of a larger poem uh, that kind of talks about the whole life of Christ. It's an alphabetic poem, and it goes through the whole story of. Uh, uh, who Jesus is and what Jesus does. That's really a fascinating hymn. Yeah, it's it's really cool that uh, that we have these hymns that are parts of bigger works, especially from that that time period in the church. Do you do you know uh, anything about Sedulius, the the author of this hymn? Yeah, I did a little research on him because I I didn't know much before, and there's not much to say. Like we we actually don't <laughs> know much more about him other than the writings um, that we have. And I think it was, oh, I forget if it's Jerome or who had referenced him, um, some of his works. But yeah, there was not much uh, history that I could find on him outside of some of the writings that he had done, including this particular hymn. The hymn was designed or, you know, it's it's used most often um, uh, during Vespers, uh, throughout Epiphany um, and on on Epiphany itself, and uh, it makes a really nice Epiphany hymn because it really sets up, uh, you know, Christ's birth and incarnation and into His ministry as well and what He will do. So it's 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 just a really it's a great poem that has uh, lasted the the test of time and still continues to serve the church today. 
Mm-hmm. So let's dig into the text. Uh, tell us, tell us what what we're looking at in this text. Yeah. So actually, the right off the bat, this is pretty interesting. Uh, what happens with the the first line uh, in our hymnal? It says, "The star proclaims the king is here." But Herod, why this senseless fear? So already there's some unique things that are happening with this hymn. First, we're talking about Herod, which we we don't usually do. You know, Herod kind of. Um, He's not a very popular part of the story, and actually, there's a lot of tragedy that goes into, you know, into Herod's story and what happens um, with the the innocence uh, at the time of Jesus' birth. So, uh, in the original text, though, it actually starts with Herod. Uh, why Herod? Why impious Herod? Um, do you fear vainly? And here, the text, the English text that we have in the hymnal, starts with Jesus, which is good Lutheran practice. We want to start with <laughs> Jesus, but it, uh, it, you know, really the author here is just, you know, kind of bewildered at why Herod would have this vain and impious, and here, you know, our translation, this senseless fear. Why are you fearing the Christ who has come, who brings? Uh, heavenly, you know, his heavenly birth seeks not the kingdoms of this earth. Like Jesus is not seeking your your throne. Jesus is coming for a higher purpose, and uh, uh, it's it's it, it poetically captures kind of just the 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 unfortunate nature of Herod and his leadership and all the tragedy that comes from it. So that's that's one really interesting thing about uh, this text is that it it you know, references Herod right away. The The hymn actually comes, it's a continuation of a larger hymn, and we have another part of it. Actually, um, it's LSB 385, From East to West, um, which also was not very familiar to me. You know, during the Christmas season, you don't sing, we don't get the chance to sing that very often with all of the other Christmas carols. But if you see how the story progresses, it tells of Jesus's birth, and then it picks up the story here, with this 399, uh, the star proclaims the king is here. And then it goes from here as an epiphany hymn from Herod uh, all the way uh, through Jesus's ministry. So it, it, it picks up after Herod, and now it's talking about the wise men in the second stanza. The, stanza, the eastern sages saw from far and followed on his guiding star and led by light to light they trod and by their gifts confessed their God. And that's a beautiful uh, reminder for us of, you know, the confession that the, um, the, those Eastern sages make uh, by the gifts that they give and, you know, the connections of the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh um, and how they point to Jesus' kingship, but also to the higher purpose for what he will do, which is uh, his uh, life and crucifixion and resurrection for us. And then it goes to the Jordan, and uh, the third stanza is talking about Jesus's baptism, and the fourth stanza uh, talks about Jesus's uh, changing water into wine, his first miracle. And uh, here, the fourth stanza, just a beautiful uh, English rendering, uh, and oh, what miracle divine when water reddened into wine. Uh, it's just, um, I don't know that I ever, you know, thought that the the you know, it would have been red wine that the water ch- turned into. Um, I always thought it might be uh, 
um, might be white wine, but here we have water reddened into wine. I think that's a, a lovely image. He spoke the word and forth it flowed in streams that nature ne'er bestowed. And then the hymn ends with a Trinitarian stanza, um, which is uh, typical also of the Oxford movement in that time period. Hmm. Yeah, so a very rich hymn, just a beautiful text, and uh, um, one that isn't often sung, but really uh, frames the story of Epiphany very well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, we, we do have From East to West, we have a recording of From East to West in our library, actually from a local St. Louis artist. Uh, Aaron Bodie has a modern uh -huh. recording of that hymn. Oh, I did not library. know that. I'll have to look that up. That's really mm -hmm. lovely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, we've, we've talked about the text. Uh, what about the tune that uh, usually this hymn is sung to? Yeah, actually, I don't know the story of how this tune would have come to be associated with this text. Uh, you know, the tune is, tune is a, a Reformation tune. Um, but so maybe, maybe it, it might have been associated with it in Luther's day, but I don't know. Um, but in our hymnal, uh, 385 is from heaven above to earth I come. And it's, it seems to me that that would be also be a very nice uh, melody uh, to carry over um, to, uh, to this as well, to sing it to this tune. But the tune that it's, it's given is uh, the tune that we know from, Oh, bless this house, whate'er befall. Uh, and uh, um, so that's the tune. And it was not, you know, I, I don't know that there's any clear association with the text itself. But it's it's a very singable tune, very lovely, and uh, very familiar to many Lutheran audiences. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular you really enjoy about this this hymn or the text or the tune or all the whole the whole package of this one? Yeah, uh, you know, any hymn that can you know frame all of Epiphany uh, and the whole Epiphany season and um, the initial ministry of Jesus, I really appreciate those, and we have so many of them in our hymnal that really kind of uh, uh, trace through Jesus's steps early in ministry, and and so I really appreciate appreciate that about this hymn that it frames the season for us and it makes it very usable. You know, there would be, you could use this even before Epiphany on Holy Innocence. You could use it you know, on Epiphany itself. You could use it uh, through the Epiphany season because it, it is um, able to reference so many of the events of the Epiphany season. So it's very a, a very versatile hymn and uh, some of the poetic nuance of it is very lovely and very memorable. Hmm. Beautiful hymn. Uh, wish we got to sing it more. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, there are more opportunities for us to sing it, not just on Epiphany Day, but today is a great day to sing it. And, well, uh, and hopefully you'll have that. Yeah, how do we ever sing all the hymns? You know, that right. I haven't figured that out in my life yet. Uh, the, and that's where the beauty of singing hymns at home really mm -hmm. comes in. If, if you can, you know, have a hymnal at home and sing with your family and find these recordings. Uh, again, I want to check out that Aaron Bodie recording, but, you know, find these things and, and really make hymns part of your devotional life because they're so rich and they, they, they speak so profoundly to, you know, who God is and what God is doing through his son, Jesus Christ in the world. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. James Marriott, Director of Music Arts, Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Dr. Marriott, thank you so much for looking at this Epiphany Hymn with us today. Thank you for the opportunity and God's blessings to you both. 
You're listening to the 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> 